Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. With The Bachelor wrapping up, be sure to check out The Bachelor Party Podcast with Juliet Littman for all your news and coverage, as well as interviews with former contestants, producers, and personalities from Bachelor Nation. Also, with opening day right around the corner, the MLB Show podcast is back, covering Bryce Harper and Manny Machado's recent signings and much more. You can subscribe to both on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow our NFL team for full coverage of the NFL Combine and pre-draft analysis on TheRinger.com. Colton. He just jumped the fence. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's the most anticipated night of the Bachelor season. Colton has jumped the motherfucking fence. He's out in the wild of Portugal. Will we ever find him? I don't know. But to discuss everything that led up to it, I have my dear colleague here, Roger Sherman. Hi, Roger. Juliet, I've just been waiting to talk about this episode with anybody. Anybody? What's the number one thing you want to discuss? Can I, I got to get my Chris Harrison voice on and be okay. like, tonight's is the most dramatic episode. And it really was the most dramatic episode in Bachelor history. It was definitely top five. Top five. Top three. Okay. He's not, Chris isn't allowed to say that. He's not allowed to say. Was, Tonight, the top three ep- post-dramatic episode. <laughs> we can say it, though. Yeah. It was, we'll, we'll come back to evaluating where it stands in the annals the of lore. Bachelor drama. Bachelor. Bachelor, exactly. It was just such a careful, strong build from the Cassie breakup, which we'll get deep into, to Colton retreating to his room, to him coming out in a lovely overcoat, which I really liked. Must have been chilly in Portugal. To him walking down the stairs, pushing the camera away, slapping the plant off the table, just a a slow march towards the fence, and then basically a standing jump over it. It was like, Colton is how tall? 6'4"? The fence was probably like 9 or 10 feet, and he just got himself over it. Well, he did push off the top of it. He didn't... So he could reach it. Yeah, so he didn't participate in the NFL draft combine, so I was unable to look up his vertical leap numbers. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Uh, he wasn't actually good enough at football to get invited to that. That's but he's sad. still good at jumping. Great he's at jumping great fences. Great athlete. It's one of the top athletic achievements on par that things that have happened on the challenge across reality TV. Colton would be kind of good on Survivor. I bet he would stick around for a while because people would like want to have him around to help with the challenges. I do think, I believe he's a good athlete. And no one can break up with you on Survivor. Well, I guess the group can break up with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Not like on The Bachelor when you can get jumped three times. Four. Four. Four? Yeah. Who was the fourth? Um, so, so it was uh, it was Elise first, yes. then Sydney, and then Heather. That's three. And oh, and then Cassie, right? Yes, four. yes. He got down four times in the show. With your record, right. the previous record was two. Pretty incredible. Other key moments. He from doubled the, it from the fence jump. The wonderful producer who yells, "Someone call Harrison or someone call Chris." That was incredible. Absolutely I, loved it. I was actually really impressed with Chris's detective work because they call him out of nowhere in the middle of the night, and he's like. He figures out how to open the gate, and he's like, I hear dogs off barking in the distance. Colton must be that way. I was really impressed, because normally he doesn't do anything. Normally, he, he really earned his 
extremely uh, yeah. large salary per episode. Yeah, absolutely. He he was important to this episode. Without him, the final few beats, which is really what made it such a good episode, would not have come together. And I, he earned his entire salary in like what thirty seconds. There was like a look of surprise on his face. Yeah, like, and he's like, he jumped the. He's like, he jumped the fence. So calm, he, cool, and collected. They, they had to bleep Chris Harrison, which has to be a first. That's true. I didn't even think about that. He, I'm pretty sure is. that Chris Harrison has never been uncomposed enough that he cussed on The Bachelor, and he did it last night when he saw he's. He jumped the fucking fence. He jumped the fucking fence, and man. That's a that's got to be a first. Do you think that he was like on standby because they knew that Cassie was going to break up with him, or do you think he was just like in his bed and snapped out, and all of a sudden he had a you know windbreaker on? And no, I don't think he knew that Cassie was going to break up with him. I thought he was in the same outfit from the breakup. I thought that was like shortly thereafter, shortly after she left. I think it had to have been like. Right after, yeah. Yeah, because he's still so keyed up, so angry, so mad. He went back into his room. They had his audio from in the room. His mic was still on when he was like, I'm done with this. I know. It was dope. I I really liked it. There was so much to like in this episode. And some stuff I know is going to get overlooked. So I want to talk about Taisha's date. And let's just, I don't don't even remember. (laughs) I forgot about Taisha. I forgot she existed. I forgot she existed. Also, Hannah G, not even in the episode. Yeah, well, yeah, she's in like the beginning. Very beginning. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm not thinking that Hannah G and Colton are going to work the, out. She's the biggest loser of this whole thing. Yeah, she didn't even get screen time. Tragic. I know. It's a fantasy suite. You're supposed to get some good screen, some some good lead-in time, and then the screen cuts away, obviously. There's no, in the fantasy suite, you're alone. You've got to close the door and be like, you've got to like put, yeah, put on time a little for you smirk. To go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you, like, what kind of hot tub will be in room? Is it a plunge pool? Is it a really big, you know, they're always, always innovating. But so anyway... Tasha and Colton, they do something again, something high up. I don't even remember what it is. They visited a a very windy lighthouse. Yes. Right. The bachelor a needs lot of to sound design for Tasha's dates in Denver. She also is in a noisy like food hall. The bachelor can never seem to find unwindy places for like important dates. And yeah, I know. I, 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 it's because they go for the heights and like the dramatic peaks, you it know? It does look great to have people who have like windswept hair, but at the same time, it's like I'm a little bit like nervous for them, and it, it, yeah, the sound quality is not great. I know. Okay. So anyway, they're on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. We're we're recording this podcast on a cliff. Um. So Tasha and Colton, they have a nice date. Whatever. Then they go out for dinner, or they do the dinner thing. They certainly don't go out, but they they are seated at a dinner, and Tasha does something that I absolutely loved, which is she talked about the boob tape she was affixing to her boob and her dress to make sure it didn't slip and she was worried about a nip slip and then a few minutes later there is a nip slip and they talked about it they didn't even edit it out it was so funny yeah you know and I feel like I'm surprised that they didn't show it more prominently not because they're allowed to show nipples on TV but because The Bachelor loves putting the little black bar over things sure they put the little black bar over people who are actively wearing clothes yeah there was that one season where one woman kept having the black bar in her butt yeah and like I get the sense that her butt was never publicly visible but they were just like this is too we want it to look like it's too hot for TV and then last night there was an actual possible nipple appearance and they didn't get to black bar it I know, I know. They did, but the conversation was like kind of even better. It, it just, when they do that kind of thing, it just seems like actually more real. Like there's two people here. It's not just like a stage conversation or like a stage fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like that kind of thing. It was fantastic. And then way more meta moment comes along. So they go to the fantasy suite and 
we do get at the beginning, I skipped this, at the very beginning, Colton and Chris talk about like what could happen in the fantasy suite. Yeah, because last year, Colton pulled Chris aside to, like, to be like, oh, uh, am I going to be forced to have sex? Is there going to be someone with a camera yelling at me to have sex? And Chris was like, no, no, this is your choice, my friend. Oh, Colton. So he he makes it seem like he's ready, I think. Don't you think he makes it seem like he's ready? Colton, last, on, on the, with When Taysha? he's talking to Chris, yeah. And Tasha. Yeah, it seemed like he was ready, like, for the one. It, he, sure. made it, he made it kind of seem like he was only going to do it with one, one person. Which is which kind is, of essential, because if you're not the one, you've, you'll know what you are, no matter what. You're either mm-hmm. one or not one, if you're in this group of three. Yeah. And so it's just too, I think, too weird to, I mean, maybe you want to take advantage, but just too weird to do it with all of them. So it, it had to be just one, in my opinion. Yeah, and the entire fantasy suite's premise is extremely strange. Are you able to acknowledge that this is one of the weirdest oh, things? Oh, of course. That there's a point in time in this show where they're like, all right, got to have sex with these three people. Well, everyone who goes on the show says that part of it is also like just actually having time alone with that yeah. cameras and yeah. an overnight. And a lot of them do say that like people say usually two out of three, they have sex, but not all of them. And so there is like that element to it. But yes, it's incredibly weird. It's like, here's your sex den. Enjoy. They can't just call it the the a hotel room. It has to be the fantasy suites. I've always said that they should just lose all of the pretense and just call it the bone zone. <laughs> but <laughs> they right. stuck to fantasy suites. I think it flows with the roses more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so they go into the fantasy suite. They're like both excited to be there. And then the next morning we see them like having coffee or something. And then- the did they or didn't they? There's the did they or didn't they? And then it cuts to an interview- with Tasha, where she says they didn't have the phys- the physical intimacy mm, she was hoping for. Yeah. So I think for the first time in Bachelor history, someone openly discusses if they did or did not have sex in the fantasy suite. And that's like a huge deal. Well, well, there's the, there was the one where, um, where Raven finally had an orgasm. Yeah. I think that's the all-time number that one fantasy. That was Nick. And that was they, good. And then they showed her like dancing around Finland with like reindeers. Sure. And that was, that was really funny. I forgot about Raven. I hope she's happy. She's dating another bachelor guy. His name's like Adam or something like that. Something but, like that. That sounds like a name someone could have on the bachelor. That's true. I guess that was like confirmation, though not necessarily. But this was confirmation that they did not have sex, which was like that's, I was just like, yeah. "Whoa. Okay, this is how this episode is going." And so even if all the Cassie and Fen stuff didn't happen, it still would have been like a pretty like riveting and like by Bachelor standards shocking episode. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they really spent the whole season building on this virgin plotline. And it, it, at times it was a little bit like, okay, you're being way too heavy handed with this. Yeah. And like, so my, my favorite moment actually was, did you notice when they were coming back to Tasha and Colton, they literally showed like a seagull and then they showed a bee they showed a bird and a bee. No, I didn't notice it was, that. It was like the most like over the top metaphor. Oh my they could god, have that's gone too with. much. That's and, way too much. And like, then they did not have sex though. It was a, it was an, it was not a climax. It was anticlimactic. Anticlimactic, yes. And Tasha seemed bummed. She really did. Yeah. Well, I think that was the point where you and also Tasha realized that it's not Tasha. It's not Tasha, which is too bad. You, you've the, the writing's been on the wall for so long, though. He just sort of like felt too comfortable with her. It was like it definitely was like more of a friends than lovers kind of situation with them. I was trying to think though of who he actually seemed to have chemistry with over the course of the season. I think Hannah G is really the only one, and I guess Cassie. 
it, it's it's it was for me it was like Cassie and then like Hannah G and Tasha were the only two even that I thought of next. And I don't ever think it was sexy with Tasha. I just think he was like comfortable around her and like like spending time with her, which is cool. She's uh, she seems great. I get it. They jumped off a lot of things together. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> they had a lot of adrenaline rushes. Um, and so that was Tasha's date. And then from there, shit gets really really fucking good. Woo! Shit gets wild. So he's on his date with Cassie. And it's fine. She, you know, she had indecision last week. It's like, I make it sound like she had like heartburn last week. She had indecision. But now she's in Portugal. She's still a little unsure. And Colton tells her when they're like sitting on top of some kind of crenellation that... Some sort of what? Crenellation. You know, in like old cities when it, they have the walls that like look like a like a Lego piece. Are you using like medieval piece? architecture yeah. terminology on That's, me? Well, they were in Portugal, which has had like a Are there any Moorish flying culture. buttresses around? I don't know. Maybe. I, was... I love, by the way, they went to the Algarve in Portugal, which I love. Have you ever been there? It's really nice. I have not. It's and where the Atlantic and the Mediterranean meet and it's just a beautiful coastline. It did line. look beautiful. Like, yes. Like of all of the episodes, this was one of the more like vacation ad. I love Portugal. I highly recommend going. I went in um, June or July, went to both Lisbon and the Algarve and it was great. I really recommend it. Really cool architecture which is why I remember it. And so they're sitting on top of an architecturally Crenellation. Lovely, yeah, they're sitting on something crenellation or something like that. And he tells her, you know, I didn't get your, my, you didn't get your father's blessing. And she was just like, really? And that like really threw her for a loop. Were you surprised that she cared? Yeah, I mean, uh, who cares about these things? In tw- I've always thought the bachelor like asking the dad's thing is like, of all of the like weird, outdated things on this show, that's the one that seems the strangest to me that they forced the guy to go yeah. ask each dad for permission to marry the daughter. It's so retrograde. It's so stupid. But I feel like you can't ask four dads for permission to marry their daughters. I know. Talk about indecision. So like Colton, did he really have to ask all four? I mean, that's kind of mean. I guess he would have known if he had didn't ask all of them, but it's kind of messed up. And I, this season, though, it did actually come into play, which which I, hasn't happened, I ever. think, ever. Yeah. Like well, the, I the, think Cassie's from a, like a slightly more conservative home. Mm-hmm. She went to... a. Christian college and I think that I think that like speaks to usually like some kind of level of convention not always but I think it tend to go hand in hand and I was just surprised that she was surprised because she knows that her dad wasn't on board yeah she had the convo with him and yeah so I don't know why she would have thought that it it happened I do get the sense that she was sort of looking for for an out yes Colton clearly in love with her, which yes. I don't say often about bachelor people. Yes. And, you know, she's like, oh, tell me more about how your relationship with my mom was different from my relationship with Colton. Please tell me more about yeah. this. What? I, um, so Cassie's dad, like, says something about how, like, he never doubted that he loved yeah. Cassie's mom. And Cassie is so, like, taken aback by this because she has some doubt about Colton. Mm-hmm. And... I got the sense she was she was fishing for reasons to I, to get out of this. I think so too. And she just she just was so unsure for so long. And and also there was the moment at the end of hometowns where Kaylin says to her like go get engaged, and she looks so terrified. Like there's just like this white pallor over her face, and like she's just like oh shit, okay, Kaylin's gone. We have to keep going forward. And Cassie just she just didn't seem into it. And then her dad shows up. And so what was your initial response when you saw her dad? Like, what what did you think he was doing there? Um, Whatever I see, I always think about how everything is controlled by ABC and by the producers. And Uh like, they had to, it's not like you could just be like, oh, I'm going to go visit my daughter in Portugal on The Bachelor because I know her hotel room and where she's staying in the Algarve. 
And like, you can't just do that. Right. Someone from The Bachelor to has to call it. you up and be like, we want you on TV right here at this time. So I, I was trying to think about what drama he could stir up. Sure. And at this point, you're watching it through and you don't know what's going to happen next. And um, I, I I didn't really expect anything dramatic to come out of it because I like the... Me neither. I thought he was there to like give the blessing ultimately. I was like, oh, okay. They flew him in so that Colton and Cassie can have their happy ending. It's always, I, I always assumed they would fly someone in for drama reasons and not for nice reasons. I guess, and yeah, and I guess you're right, like that maybe then that follows that he was there to tell her not to do it. But I just think sometimes The Bachelor is so conventional that it's invested in having a ha- and invested in having a happy ending. And so they thought <laughs> bad news. <laughs> I know. And this is now two bachelors in a row where it's gone really awry cuz Ari obviously broke up with Becca like not too long after they ended up together. And so are there people out there who watch The Bachelor for happy endings? No. No. But for a long time the show really tried to give it. And like they want the I think it's I think it behooves the the franchises if the couples stay together. But they never have, and we still love the show. We're still That's here together. Like, they're still some together. They're still some together. It's like like uh, there have been like thirty seasons, and how many are together? Like five, like four or five. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's uh Catherine and Sean Lowe. There's Des and Chris. There is Molly and Jason. There's Ari and Lauren. If we and yeah, if we if we if we count like the recent seasons, like That's it, it, it gets oh, higher. Oh, Becca and Garrett still together. Yeah, if we count recent, I seasons. I wonder if they'll yeah. make it. They kind of seem like they might. And. Like, so I was actually looking it up and The Bachelor, before I watched the show, it used to pretty regularly not end in a proposal. Yes. Yeah. Like Brad Womack didn't pick anyone. Like something Juan like. Juan Pablo didn't propose. Something like, I th- I think I looked, I looked at the numbers. It was like something like seven out of the first 11 seasons didn't have a proposal. And wow, since. Wow. I didn't since, even realize that. Since then, it's been 21 out of 22 if you count The Bachelorette. Really? So there's been a shift for they used to have seasons that didn't end in proposals pretty regularly and it wasn't a problem. And now, like, every season is pretty formulaically. It gets to the end, get down on a knee. No one says no. And now in— Two I, bachelors in a row, lots of drums. Well, we don't know what will happen next, but no, it can't be good. I think Cassie has to come back. But I, I, let's, not I, jump, yeah. let's not jump ahead of ourselves. My point is, I watch this show because I—not because I want to see extremely sappy romantic endings. Right. Me neither. Me neither. And actually, it was kind of touching seeing Cassie's dad— get involved like he it was kind of a nice conversation like he knows his daughter and he didn't want her to make a mistake and it probably was like one of the more genuine family moments on the show like in general like that was not completely real because they flew him out obviously but it was like a real like a a father-daughter relationship is like so much more meaningful than the the relationship with with the guy you met eight weeks ago if you want to talk about like like what criticizing things being real on this show Every, a lot of things about this episode seem real. Like Colton's like love for Cassie seems very real Agreed. to me. Cassie's like fear of it seemed very real to me. And yeah. the dad, the dad's care for her too. It was like there are these three. It was a lot of genuine emotion. Yeah, yeah. And genuine relationships too, even if some are newer or whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just these three very real sets of emotions that could not coincide together in any happy way. No, and. We need to get into what happened after Cassie found out that he didn't have the blessing and when her dad arrived. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. 
Never miss a sweat session with OpenFit. OpenFit is a brand new, super simple streaming service that gives you access to custom tailored original workouts on your computer, web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. I have a Roku TV. So you can exercise from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day and lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. Sometimes when I'm really busy, it's just the easiest to do a workout at home. Just go in the living room, find some open space, and why not use OpenFit? OpenFit can change the way you work out. And with my code PARTY, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code PARTY and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text PARTY to 303030. Again, that's PARTY to 303030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. And of course, let's talk about Hotel Tonight. This winter is a great time to check it out. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool top rated hotels you actually want to stay at. Unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. To start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. All right, so Cassie and her father have this emotional conversation. She leaves it pretty sure that she's a, she needs to end things with Colton. And at that point... I still thought that she would change her mind. I, I really did not think she was going to break up with him. Did you? You know, and there are some moments over the course of the conversation where she's definitely wavering. She keeps oh, saying, yeah. this is tough. And I do think she cares about Colton as a guy. And when you see a guy who is literally shaking. Yes. He was literally shaking because of how distraught he was. I know. Him. I know. I felt really sad for him. It's a bummer. Uh, poor Colton. I don't know if he's ever been broken up with like that. I feel like maybe his breakups tend to be like mutual or so messy that there's like no real conversation. I don't know. But it, it seemed like he took it really hard. And she did a lot of a lot of things that didn't make sense to me. Like this was the opposite of, of a clean break, which obviously is hard to do. But most bachelor breakups are a clean break because you got to squirt it out and then you have to leave. This seemed like it probably was really long. Like we probably, how long, how long did we see the breakup? Like 20 minutes, 15? Something like that. And so that means it, it had to have gone on for way longer than what we saw. And I actually thought Colton's best performance of the season was him trying to get her to stay. He, Absolutely. He, he made a lot of good all, points. He pulled out all the stops. He did exactly the sorts of things you would expect someone getting broken up with to say and not things you would expect someone who is currently The Bachelor on The Bachelor to say. Right. Like, I he, can be patient. I can be, you're not allowed to say that on The Bachelor. You have two weeks, buddy. I know. I know. He said, I can be patient. He told her, it's all, when I'm with other women, I think about you. Yeah. He said that he was in, only wanted it to be her. All this stuff you're not supposed to say that I, I found kind of moving. I was like, oh, he's really into her. He, he said, like, even if this, even if this doesn't work out on the show, I'm going to keep like fighting for you and yeah. pursuing you afterwards. Yeah. Which is like literally saying, 
we shouldn't film the next episode, which will probably be the highest rated episode of the season. Oh, definitely. And by the way, this season is rating really well. Good to know. Yeah. But like, he was just like, I don't care if there is a finale to this Bachelor season. Like, I'm I'm going for this. Yeah. Which, which to me, of all the things that happened in this episode, the fence jump, the breakup, Colton just like abandoning any pretense of like doing things that you're supposed to do for the show and actually trying to save this relationship instead of like trying to help them make good TV. That was the most surprising. I don't think I've ever seen a bachelor bachelorette do that ever. Yeah. And that's why these last, like the end of our season and now this are so compelling and so, and so good is because they go off script and they catch us in a way that we're not expecting. And it, it seriously, it shows that these are like real human people who can't just be conscripted to this is how the show goes, like make your choice. It, it makes the relationships and makes the people seem so much realer than reality TV often does. And that's really compelling. And this is one of the most formulaic shows on TV. Yeah. There's literally an episode where the, the three people have sex in different hotel rooms. <laughs> well, the formula is also... Why it's so successful. It's why it's so successful and it's why the break from formula is so, you know, it's it's so shocking. It's so, it's so compelling. And it's also impressive how they've kind of learned over the last two seasons how to build up to it. I mean, the Ari and Lauren one, you couldn't have predicted. This one, maybe they knew, I don't think you can predict any of it, but I guess it's just good producing and smart editing, how it's like a a very careful build to these climactic moments. And it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I'm like honestly impressed by how they've done the show the last two seasons. I I knew that the fence jump was coming and I've watched, you know, every episode of this show for years and years and years. And what what stands out to me about this episode is that really for the first hour of it, it was just a normal episode. I did not see the twist coming. Me neither. I was genuinely stunned. I, I was like genuinely sitting there like... I I don't expect to get caught off guard by anything on this show because of the formula, because the formula, you know, ha- leads to predictable outcomes, leads to the same thing we've seen on past seasons happening again and again and again. And I just, that's what, when I, when I said earlier to open the episode that I buy the Chris Harrison thing about this being the most dramatic <laughs> season of all time, like I really did not, I, I just, it, it, you didn't see it coming. I I didn't either. Did you? Did you? Were you a little bit like thrown off by by her leaving or by Chris or what do you mean? I, I mean, how did the last hour of this episode catch you? Oh, I was riveted. I think seeing her combination of being so unsure and waffling and him being pleading so much for her to stay was just emotional because it was it was very raw. But I think what surprised me the most is that I just did not take her for someone to leave. Like the other women who left, he didn't really care and there obviously was no connection. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised that the environment of the show where you're like sleep deprived and cut off from society and like just so in it didn't kind of like have the coercive effect of like just go with it and then like maybe break up later. Yeah, it is a pretty bold move when you've made it this far yeah. on this show to, to you know. Yeah. It, it's happened a few times to other women. I can't remember what happened to other men, but Desiree, um, she wanted to end up with Brooks and he left. And then Allie wanted Frank and he left. So it has happened on The Bachelorette. I don't think it's happened on The Bachelor before. Where a guy is just... Dumped at the end. A guy gets dumped final by Final two or final three. Yeah, and I mean, once you're that far in the show, I mean, you're, you're 
I think most people just you, go along with it because you're on a show and this is like a, a huge opportunity and, you know, yeah, and you got to get those more, IG followers. Way more one, one time with him. Like your relationship with him is so much deeper than even someone like Heather who left two weeks ago because she just had a lot more time, just the two of them. And I just, I just really didn't think she was going to leave. And then I thought one of the more interesting points was like they started like walking off of the set where they were designated to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, come back, come sit back down. I thought maybe at that point she would like change her mind or something. I just did not think she was getting in the car. I, I was really surprised by that. But we didn't see it. We didn't see her like exit really. So I, do you think she comes back next week? I don't see any practical ending to this season that isn't based around Cassie. There's no way you could go from you're the only one I care about. Yeah. You're the only like I, I only care about you. I'm going to pursue you up to the show. I'm not sure if that will actually involve her coming back. But at the very least, he's got to, like, try. Yeah. That last episode has to be he him has to, trying to get her back. It has to be, like, him and Huntington Beach, like, trying to win her over or something. And then breaking up with Tasha and Hannah G, which I guess we kind of saw. He can't just, like, be like, oh, I'm actually, I'm fine with Hannah G now. She's fine. No, She's he okay. definitely can't. That would be horrible. Like, that would be that would be the be worst ending to her. a Bachelor season ever. Although I will say both Dez and Allie, who got broken up with, they ended up proposing to the other guy. Hmm. And so, I don't know. And Des is married to Chris, and they have a kid, maybe two. I mean, that did does, you watch that season? That was a, that was a weird. That one. Do, it does happen that people who get dumped sometimes end up dating other people in sure. life, but not like three days later. Yeah, not and like then three days later. engaged. Like if they're hypothetically together, like it, like could you imagine if he did get with one of the other women and proposed to them, and now they're just like watching this back, just like no, I can't. Oh, you, you and Cassie, you thought that Cassie was great for you, but. No, that can't be. No, 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 no. That does that doesn't work. But I don't think there's any happy ending for Hannah G or Tasha coming. I mean, obviously not Tasha. If he didn't have sex with her, like it's not happening. Yeah, and uh, I I just can't like imagine there being a third date now. Me neither. Somewhere there is a very nice suite in Portugal with a hot tub that went oh, unused. I, love I mean, there's a two night finale next week, so it's probably like three or four hours of of Jesus. finale stuff. <laughs> I don't so, see where I honestly. Like, when we talk about the formula, I don't see where this could go. I don't like, either. It's, that's it's that's the, why my prediction is he goes after Cassie and, like, chases her. And, like, there's a portion similar to Ari's season that's filmed after the fact where he tries to get her back and, and whatever, and maybe it's successful and or yet, not. I keep saying break up. Like, I keep saying she broke up with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he can talk her into being like, let's just— try this like I'm not going to propose to you or anything yeah, she, it doesn't seem like she hates him it, it's not like Heather who's like I can't bring you to my hometown not into you at all it just seems like she's not ready for the pressure of this needs to end in an engagement and like in the real world if you were like kind of into someone you would have a lot more leeway to like feel it out and be like let's see if I like you and then and then date and that's obviously not possible in The Bachelor but maybe that will work for Cassie in the real world I guess that's the weird thing. This this ending is very much predicated on him being like, yes, I do want to like pursue you in the real world after this show is over. Yeah. And like, I don't know how they can film that, but his like passion for her and her feeling like compressed by the time pressure, like both lead to them like maybe trying to be in a non-TV relationship, which yeah. again is another outcome that does not really happen on this show. It's Everything, true always seems like it's leading up to, you know. Whatever you're going to see on camera. Yeah. You know, maybe a televised wedding. Sure. Yeah, sure. She did something that was really stupid, which was as she's getting in the car, he says, I love you. And she says it back. And I think I like paused and I was like, 
why the fuck did she say it back? She doesn't love him. There's she just mo- felt pressured into saying it. I think there's one moment where she's like, I earlier where she's like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, which is one of those classic breakup lines. Love that breakup line. So maybe she meant it that way, but yeah. How do you, what's your takeaway on Cassie from this? Is she like a new Bachelor villain to you? Um, No, I think she's just a confused 23-year-old. Yeah, fair. Is she a villain to you? No, but like, that's like just about the most brokenhearted we've ever seen a person on this show. And like normally when that happens, the person who did the heartbreaking is the bad guy. Ironically, she was so insistent that she's ready for everything. And then I think the main <laughs> takeaway is that she's very much not ready at all. Yeah. So um, the the other theory is that if we go back, uh, Tasha was right about everything. Yes. When she said, Kaylin is here to be the next Bachelorette and Cassie isn't ready about things. And I, I at the time, you had me on your pod and I was like, I, I don't know where she's getting that stuff. And now I'm like, Tasha was right. Justice for Tasha. Justice for Tasha. I do really like Tasha. I hope she ends up in paradise because she just seems like she'd be like a fun and also kind of like mothering influence to have around there. There were a lot of people on this show who I'm ready to see in paradise. Oh, yeah? Who this, else? Well, like, I mean, there are just so many characters. Like, every single person in the last, like, group yeah. seems to be like, a, and like, obviously Demi. Demi. Are we? It's are Demi. We is it Demi? It's Demi. Are you, is it, are you saying that because of, like, Demi Moore? I'm not even sure that she's a Demi Moore, but it's Demi. It's Demi? It's okay, Demi. my bad. I, I, I just, I, what, whatever her pronunciation, can't wait for paradise. <laughs> I'm excited to see her too. She's obviously like probably already in Mexico, just like scoping out the sites to to do it right and and be a dominating force that we know she can be and will working be. on her zingers just nonstop. Totally, I'm kind of like happy and sad for Colton because, like we said, he was so it was his best moment trying to get her to stay, and also like probably the, some of the most heartbreak he's ever felt. So both a high and a low for him, and he probably wasn't even aware that like this is my high point of the season. Both jumping over the fence, a literal high point, and also uh, doing hey. a good job as a narrator. Thank you. Nailed I it. The thing about Colton is that he could not act like he liked people that he didn't. Mm-hmm. And he could not act like he didn't really like Cassie. Right. And those are two skills that you have to be good at to be the bachelor or the bachelorette. You have to be able to like pretend that you're into people that you're not. And you have to be able to like hide the you care about the actual person who you're going to end up with. Totally. And he couldn't do either well. And I think it it was his downfall. I know. Because Cassie I, got super freaked out by how like legit this was. I know, and everyone he was else really was really like, into it. And she was not ready. Just like Tasha said. Katie and Tasha and Kerpa warned. Cassie, not ready. Yeah. The long arc of this season bent back to justice for Tasha. Justice for Tasha, and, and we're so happy about it. So what do you think happens with Hannah G next week? At what point do we even see Hannah G in the, in the episode? <laughs> Maybe they could just show her on the plane going home. Oh, my God. It'll be hard for her to watch that, I he, bet. He does probably have to go talk to her now that I think about it. He yeah. probably has to go say, hey, not happening. Yeah. And uh, you can stay in the fantasy suite if you like. It's very nice. They put rose petals on the water in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really do feel for her. Hopefully she won't feel too bad, but watching it's going to be really brutal. She's, and for Tasha too. Because Tasha to go back and watch it, being like the precursor to that will suck. She'll probably be like, why do we even go to the fantasy suite? Yeah. He literally did say that he didn't care about the other two as much as I know. As much as Cassie. And she That's was a big bachelor no-no. You're not supposed to do that. So my my real theory is that he realized that they were conspiring against him. Uh-huh. 
that he realized that if they brought Cassie's dad over, they must be trying to like mess with their relationship and was like, I'm done with this show. I don't, I don't care about the finale. I don't care about Tasha and Hannah. I'm just like going all in on this because I know that they are trying to mess up our relationship. Yeah. That's my, that's my like. Do so you think deep- that you think that he, as soon as the dad stuff happened, that he knew it was over? Uh, I could just see like he he was like starting to put together that things weren't going well. Yeah. And, yeah, he could and specifically he was starting to think, wow, they like flew over Cassie's dad to like help break us up. But does, did we see him find out that the dad was there? Yeah, because because oh, Ca- Cassie she is like, him. I was just yeah, talking to my dad and he's like, you're um, just talking to your dad? Yeah. And he's like, oh, they are like, they oh, flew fuck. over Cassie's dad. Like there's a. They're there's smarter a, than me because I just didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I, and like you're smarter than me and the show is smarter than me because I just thought that they would I don't know I just thought they'd want that him to end up with a proposal but I guess they don't care it's good TV this is gonna be this was great better. TV way this better this is a great this is and I, I just feel so much for Colton and I think that's kind of why he wanted to just get out of there he's yeah. like I don't want them to film me now I agree. if you're gonna fly over Cassie's dad you don't get to film me I'm kind of sad the fence jump happened because I'm like wow it, it was worth it like it was a great it was better than expected <laughs> It, it exceeded expectations. I know, but now I'm like, oh, will we ever exceed that expectation on this show again? And I, I've spent years watching this show and they they always have the big highlight moment that they show in like seven weeks of promos and I've learned to not trust it. Yeah, I know. But now, now they've really paid it back. I can't believe a big promo moment actually paid off. I like know. that's the most stunning part of all. It's amazing. <laughs> and and so it gives me high hopes for the finale next week. I think it's going to be very dramatic and I can't wait. They showed us the fence jump so much and like I I knew that that was coming the whole time and now I just have no idea where it's going to go. Me neither. And I don't know what the country it's going to be. The uncertainty is riveting. Yeah, that's that's you don't normally get this level of uncertainty with the bachelor. I know, and and I'm thankful for it. Uh, Roger, thank you so much for doing this podcast today. Thank you to Colton for jumping the fence. And of course, thank you to Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You can book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.